Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello, and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. And this program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And this is a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. As always, if you have a question, you can visit us online. That's Senior Care Live, L I V E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you can go old school and give us a phone call at 1 800 331 6445. All right, so we have an excellent program for you here today. Would like to welcome my friend and special guest in studio, Lisa Farmer, and she's the Director of Grief Programs at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. So, uh, Lisa, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right, all right. And so, Lisa, you're here today to talk with us about some resources for people who are grieving the loss of a loved one. So can you start off by telling the audience what grief is and what some common responses to grief are? Certainly. So grief, very simply, is just the natural response to loss. So it's universal, something that everyone will or has experienced in their lifetime, but grief is also very unique to each individual based on their personality, their coping styles, their age, gender, ethnicity. It accompanies one of life's most significant challenging transitions, and that's the death of a loved one. But grief also includes non-death losses. So grief impacts many areas of our functioning, like our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, our social interactions, our spiritual beliefs, and our physical health. I can give you some examples of the impact that grief can have on us if you think that would be helpful. Uh, Yeah, that that would be very, very helpful. And, you know, I'm sure some people have experienced the impact of grief, uh, but but hearing you describe the wide range of reactions might be just a, a really good reminder. Okay. 
Um, so I said grievers might experience impacts on their thoughts. So some of the cognitive changes that people might experience is lack of focus and difficulty remembering. So many times grievers will tell us, I didn't used to have to be a rule, a, a list maker, but now I'm having to write things down. People also might experience difficulty making decisions, and they might even be fearful that there's something wrong with them, that they're losing it, as they might say. But mm -hmm. grief does impact your thoughts, your emotions, of course, sadness people think about, but there's also anger, guilt, numbness, anxiety anxiety, and even sometimes relief if you've been a longtime caregiver from someone. And then that relief can exacerbate your guilt. It changes your behaviors. You might be really trying to keep busy and not spend time thinking. You might be struggling with your self-care. You might be easily distracted and tearful. Socially, you might withdraw or be over-engaged, and you might be straining your support network. Spiritually, you might be questioning your faith or feel like life has lost some of its meaning or purpose. And physically, you're probably experiencing lots of changes in eating and sleeping patterns. You might be experiencing headaches or dizziness and, of course, exhaustion. Grief is hard work. Although grief is very common ex human experience, it's not that widely recognized in mental health circles. And so sometimes professionals don't have much special training in grief. Okay. And I'll tell you what, one thing that really caught my attention is that you had mentioned that grief includes non-death losses. You always think of grieving after a loss of a, a person or maybe a pet or someone very close to you, but um, I hadn't really thought about that, but that that's totally too, true, and I'm sure we'll get into that a, a little bit later on. So uh, what are some things that people should watch for if they think they or someone they care about needs help coping with their grief? Okay. So, Steve, all those things that I just talked about are well within the range of normal for people to experience, but there are some red flags that we should be looking for. If you feel like you might be a harm to yourself or others, if you are increasing um, your use of drugs or alcohol, if you have a plan or attempt to harm yourself, of course, then you need immediate action. And you need your friends and family to um, jump to action to try to get you some support, like maybe from the pr crisis prevention hotline, the veterans crisis line, or maybe even just a compassionate um, ear from someone. Generally, however, those normal symptoms that I was just talking about, we're looking at how much they're impacting your functioning and how intense and long they've been going on and whether you're coping with them okay or if you're struggling enough that it is impacting your daily functioning. Okay. All right. And certainly the pandemic has affected each and every one of us. And for many, that has included losses. So uh, it could be the loss of a loved one to COVID-19. And I'll tell you what, this new variant, this is starting to hit kind of pretty close to home. Um, I'm not liking this trend. <laughs> I have to say that. It could be the loss of other things in their lives, as I just kind of alluded to a little bit earlier. Uh, but as someone who provides specialized support for death and loss to people in our community, what are some things that you've seen over this past year? 
Well, we've seen a, at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care a re real increase in the demand for grief support. So like you're saying, there's been other losses like the social isolation of working from home and kids not being in school and not being around your friends and family as much as you want. Um, but grief has just been so the focus of the news. Um, they're talking about it daily. Mm. You're reading about it daily. In addition, in addition to the pandemic news, you're hearing things like community violence, increase in substance use, tragedies like the Miami building collapse or the floods in Europe or the fires on the West Coast. All those things are impacting people and compounding their own grief. And when these experiences are combined with the social isolation, your overall mental health can be impacted. So we're seeing these kinds of symptoms and reactions at work, at school, at home, places of worship, healthcare organizations, and assisted and skilled nursing facilities. Yep, you touched on a hot button for me. <laughs> All of the news with all of this negative stuff, and I understand that they're they're talking about what's going on, but I have completely, almost totally checked out of the news uh, because I just can't have all that bombarding my mind. I keep up. I know what's going on, but uh, it, it, like my mom, she the older she gets, the more she worries about things, and I'm trying to get her to tur turn the news channel off. <laughs> That's healthy self-care, yeah. to limit yeah. the amount of... <laughs> things that you're digesting in a day that's right and just try to try to limit that exposure because man it is woof that's if that that'll bum me out real quick so <laughs> but uh so w with many people continuing to work throughout the pandemic and uh, some from the isolation they're, they're working from home and others you know more recently may be returning to work in a kind of a traditional workplace uh is it important to be thinking about how people can support their grieving colleagues in the workplace now Yes, I, I believe it is. If we want our uh, employees to be productive, to, we want to keep them, we want them to be satisfied and engaged at work, I think we're going to have to look at uh, the impact on their mental health. So today's workplace versus the one we left 18 months ago, there's going to be quite a few changes there. Um, we're, it's hard to gather together as a work team, things like that. So, yeah, I think it's important for coworkers, managers, HR professionals, leaders um, to support grieving coworkers. Okay. All right. So, can you share how to support grievers in the workplace? Certainly. So, anyone can do this. It doesn't have to be um, the HR director. Uh, you can set yourself up as a safe person by saying that you are open, you're willing to listen and showing your compassion. The same is true for outside the workplace, but certainly if you are an HR professional, you're gonna need a toolbox to be able to support your employees. And at the organizational level, you might have to look at things like an employee assistance program, your family medical leave, bereavement leave, things like that. And anyone can become involved at the state or um, national level and advocate for um, bereavement support and changes in the workplace that might be helpful. Okay. And I personally, I've traditionally been available for you know, friends and family to, you know, to talk through things. And I always say, hey, judgment-free zone right here. <laughs> 
there's there's a lot of grace here. Uh, just want to be, uh, just want to love on you. Want to support you. Uh, want to want to you know, walk walk beside you uh, in this journey. So companion someone who and holding yeah. space for someone who's struggling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it's the right thing to do. And, and I know, I mean, I'm not alone. There are a lot of good, loving, and caring people out there who do the same thing. So uh, if you are grieving. Or if you know someone who is grieving and you could use some help, some structure with that, be sure to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. You can give them a call at 816-363-2600 or visit online at kchospice.org. And now the Senior Care Live question of the week. This is a true or false. Grief refers to the emotions experienced after a loved one dies. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey.com. And that's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. Tons of people, tens of thousands of people have that app. And all you have to do is just search out Senior Care Live Put that in your favorites, and boom, you are in business. All right, so back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Grief refers to the emotions experienced after a loved one dies. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And Lisa, why is that statement false? Because grief is much more global than that. There are definitely emotional reactions, but it affects many aspects of our life. And grief, of course, is experienced after a person dies, but also other losses in life, including those not related to death, can produce grief. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, today, special guest in studio, Lisa Farmer. She's the director of grief programs at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And if you are experiencing grief or you want to reach out for someone that you care about or someone you love, give Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and Lisa a call. They will help you. They can help you. Don't put this off. This is serious stuff. Give them a call at 816-363-2600 or reach out online. They have an excellent website. It's at kchospice.org. Okay, so Lisa, before the break, we discussed a lot of great information about what grief is and when to seek help and how to identify someone else who may need help and then how to support someone who is grieving in the workplace. And that was just all excellent information. I appreciate that. So, you know, we talk a lot on this show about healthcare options for people who are aging and 
managing a chronic illness and facing a serious or maybe even life-threatening health condition in Kansas City Hospice, in addition to being a hospice and palliative care provider, provides an array of grief support services. So uh, can you share more about what services are available for someone experiencing grief or a non-death loss? Yes, Steve, I'd be happy to. So um, when people think about hospice, they maybe know that uh, there's a Medicare benefit for it, and that benefit follows your family members as well. So after someone has been on Kansas City Hospice service, their surviving family members are entitled to our services, and we follow them for over a year after their loved one has died. You know what? I bet you a lot of people don't understand. They don't know that. Like, well, I don't have Medicare, so this isn't for me. That's a really good point. I'll guarantee you we caught a lot of people off guard with that statement. So Medicare follows the family. Yes, it, or ask us to follow the family. Yes, and yes, it doesn't yes. matter whether you had Medicare or private insurance. Yeah. If that is the rule that has been established, and we and every other hospice follows that and offers services to family members. And that that's an excellent, excellent point. I know that... Uh, when when we had to have hospice for my dad, it's, it's been a long time ago. I frankly, I, I mean, I always think well, that's for dad. Well, oh, it was just as much for us, and we benefited from that, and 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 it was uh, it was a it was a beautiful thing. So uh, it, it's a really good point that you made. Thanks for sharing that. So the patient care team that also has social workers and chaplains on it does a great job of supporting families, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we also welcome the community into our community grief programs, and that includes Solace House passages and our camps. So Solace, at Solace House, we work with kids as young as three all the way through senior adults, and most of those families have experienced a sudden and unexpected death of someone significantly younger than life expectancy, and they have school-aged kids in their home. Then our Passages Counseling Program is for people who um, have additional mental health issues or they may be experiencing prolonged or complicated grief and that is licensed clinical social workers that can provide a more intensive counseling experience Mm -hmm. then we also do a camp both a family camp and a children's camp that is a great opportunity for grievers to interact with each other kind of similar to how they do at our solace house peer support groups Mm -hmm. So a lot of what grievers are, are needing is just to understand that what they're experiencing is normal and to be around other people who have experienced something similar. Okay. All right. Excellent. And those sound like a lot of excellent, excellent resources. So have you been able to continue those services during the pandemic and are they currently available? The pandemic has just changed everything. <laughs> Yes, it really rocked the world of the grief support team, let me tell you, because we were used to meeting with people in person. In person, yeah, yeah. Individually or with their family or as a group. So we made the transition to telehealth. Every member of the team, we've been doing sessions with preschoolers via Zoom. We've been doing art and music therapy sessions via Zoom. Uh, I'm just stunned by um, how we've been able to adapt and how successful it has been and that families have wanted to continue to interact with us in a grief in a group setting on Zoom. 
Um, we hope to be able to return to in-person uh, as soon as we can, but we're all watching what's happening with the Delta variant and community spread right now. So like in 2020, we weren't able to hold either one of our grief camps, but I'm very excited to say that we had a very successful one day in-person Camp Aaron Day at June on June 12th at Solace House. And it was a, a great success and we felt so blessed to be able to be together with people again. That is excellent. So tell me more about that. What is Grief Camp and, and what does that look like normally? And then, and then how, how did it look this year? Okay, so grief camp uh, doesn't sound like the kind of thing that people would be lining up to do, um, but it does happen. It's an overnight, high-energy, traditional um, camp for kids with zip lining and swimming and all those things. And then we do it again as a retreat in the fall for whole families um, and just the power of the change that you can see occur just in a short weekend is is um, something I just can't describe, obviously. You, you, you need to be there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That, that is excellent. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what. One thing, you, you mentioned Delta, yeah, the evil D word. Uh, our numbers are going in the wrong direction. So, uh, is, I, I, you know, is, is, as much as I hate to see that, we all, and like you mentioned, we all adapted, and I am shocked by how all of us, the entire world, adapted to this virtual world. Uh, from so we had to transition almost overnight to the virtual world, and we all got pretty good at that. <laughs> Senior citizens, preschoolers, everyone in between. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I'm so glad that you are, are able to do this in a virtual world. If we need to go back, uh, I, I'm praying that we don't need to go back there. But if so, hopefully, it's just for a very short period of time. So, Lisa, are, are you able to uh, kind of hang out with me a little bit longer through the uh, through the break, uh, so we can talk a little bit more uh, in that next segment? I'd be happy to, Steve. Thanks for the invitation. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Don't go away. We will be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out the podcast of all of our recent episodes of the program. You can find that, again, SeniorCareLive.com. You could also visit any of the, or maybe all of the major podcast platforms. Again, just search for Senior Care Live, and you can find it there as well. All right, so uh, Lisa, thanks for hanging on with us today and and uh, hanging uh, uh, over over into our third segment. I really appreciate that. If you'd like to reach out uh, to Lisa and the great team at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, write this phone number down. They can help you. And don't put this off. Don't put off the grieving process. You may be able to deal with it on your own, but quite frankly... It's a whole lot easier with someone helping and having some of that professional 
guidance. So here's the phone number, 816-363-2600. Again, that number is 816-363-2600. You can always visit online. Again, phenomenal website at kchospice.org. So, Lisa, I can imagine forming connections and coping is especially challenging for grievers given all of this isolation in the pandemic and and the isolation that that's caused. Yes, I I think that's one of the reasons we've seen such a a demand, an increase in demand for individual counseling. But we have been really impressed by the the turnout that we've had for our online support groups and that they have um, still formed some lasting connections. But we'll be anxious to get back to the day when we can meet in person again and share a meal and create scrapbook pages together and see less isolation, of course. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. And, you know, just when we were kind of getting comfortable with all that, we may have to uh, take a giant step back. I don't think it's going to last forever. I don't think it'll last too long. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, totally back to normal. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) So, uh, Lisa, so you shared a lot of information today. Where can listeners go to stay up to date on grief support services that will be provided through Kansas City Hospice this fall and then over the wintertime? Great. Um, So the website that you've been giving out, kchospice.org, is a great place for people to go and look at groups and offerings and education and newsletters uh, like our Journeys newsletters for grievers. Um, But I also have to tout a new chat feature that we have on our website that's available 24-7. I mentioned that sometimes grievers have trouble sleeping. So they can uh, click on the lower right-hand corner where it says, let us help you and get more information about Solace House and our programs there. We also have resources that are available in both Spanish and English. Um, Our peer support groups at Solace House will resume for the fall uh, at the end of August. And fall psychoeducational groups from Kansas City Hospice will be available starting in August as well. And all that information will be there on our website. Again, that is kchospice.org. I told you it was an excellent website. I mean, it is loaded. You will find the help that you need there or you will find out, you know, where to go to get that help. So, uh, so Lisa, let's talk about this. I, I think this one's really important. So let's say if it's someone else's grief that uh, some that you would like to support, okay? It's not your own, but you want to reach out, you want to help someone. How can you help them navigate that? Thank you for that question, Steve. In the United States, people don't want to talk about grief. No, or, no doubt. <laughs> or mental health issues. It's something that most people avoid. Yeah. Um, when I'm at a party and tell people what I do, they usually go, oh, oh, that's great. Someone on the other side of the room is calling me and they walk away. So, <laughs> so um, it's not your fault. Don't, if you Don't, don't take that personally. <laughs> I try not. To. <laughs> so it is not your uh, fault and you are not alone if you don't know what to say to grievers because it is something that our country avoids. So uh, let me give you a few tips. Most grievers don't want to hear that you understand exactly how they feel. Oh, okay. Oh, really? No, I would not have guessed that. Because you can't. I mean, like, think about it. Uh, you may have siblings, 
and you may all have lost your mother or your father, but none of you feel exactly the same way about it or have the same reactions. That's true. Grief is so unique it and is, individual. I, you know what? I, I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good point. And, and so that's maybe one of the worst things to say. I know how you feel. And that person might have resentment, although they appreciate you trying to help. They may resent that very comment when you're trying to help. So don't say that one. <laughs> so that sounds very difficult. Or um, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. That's perfect. I don't know what to say. There are no words, but I just want you to know I'm here for you. Right. And, and just um, being with someone. Sometimes you don't have to say much of anything. Just being able to be there and not tell someone not to cry or that it's all going to be okay or that they're going to remarry or things that people say when they're trying to be helpful, but it doesn't feel that way to grievers or that's what they explain to us. Um, oh. The uh, someday you'll remarry. I can't think of anything worse <laughs> to, to say. Yeah, we just buried your husband, but someday you'll get married again. No, don't don't say that. That would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. So just being a, a good listener, letting your compassion show um, that you wish that you could take this away for them, um, but that you have the fortitude to be with them and to see their tears and to not shrink away, but to continue to support them and love them. I love that. I'll, I, we, just, we just had a major impact on a lot of people listening to this program. I'll, I'll say there are a lot of people that may not, may not have the courage to reach out and formally you know, join some sort of a grief support activity or camp or mechanism, but they just need to know how to how to do this on their own, maybe a little starter or, or not a conversation starter, but I, I love that. I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. That's, that's beautiful. The other thing that I think a lot of people do because they're just so uncomfortable, they talk too much. And it becomes about them instead of the person they're trying yeah. to support. Stop talking. Just listen. We have two ears and one mouth, right? <laughs> so we need to listen and just be there be there for them. And, and uh, I, I think that was huge. Thank you so much for sharing that. That may have been the most important part of this entire program today was just some of those tips. Really, really appreciate that. And again, if you missed that or you caught part of it or you're trying to take notes, we'll have the podcast up for you Monday. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com and just go to the, you know, about, about a little over halfway into the program and you can take your notes that way. So, uh, so Lisa, thank you for that. So, and, and thank you for visiting with us today uh, and sharing this helpful information about grief and how to support someone you know who is grieving a death or maybe another type of a loss uh, in their life. Uh, so thank you so much. Now, August is National Immunization Awareness Month, and how about that for good timing? <laughs> so... I don't want to leave the, the the program today without mentioning the importance of vaccination to combat COVID-19 and let the listeners know where they can get more information. And Lisa, can you share just briefly where listeners who are not yet vaccinated can go to learn about the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccine and, and, and where they can get vaccinated? 
Yes, it's understandable that you uh, need some information. If you have a trusted primary care physician that you can go to, great. Um, you might also want to look at hopkinsmedicine.org backslash coronavirus, and there's pretty straightforward factual information available there. Also, if you're interested in the vaccine and you live in Missouri, go to covidvaccine.mo.gov. And if you're in Kansas, it's vaccinesplural.gov to locate sites for those 12 and over. With no access to internet or computer, there's an 800 number, and that is 800-232-0233. Okay, and I'm definitely not going to get political, but let me say that this whole vaccine and this whole mess uh, is just completely obliterated with politics. Get get rid of the politics and, and, and tied into that. We referred to this earlier. Don't get your information from a television news station. Okay, just just don't do that because guess what? That could be leaning politically one way or, or another. Go to a neutral site, a place you can trust. And, and I love that. Hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash coronavirus or covidvaccine.mo.gov or vaccines.gov. I'm going to have more to say about this uh, uh, coming up here in a little bit. If all else fails, you can get some unbiased, straightforward information at 1-800-232-0233. Okay, that's 1-800-232-0233. And uh, any other comments about that, Lisa? 12 and up. The vaccine's approved for them. Go get the facts and make your own decisions and make a good choice. Absolutely. Lisa Farmer, Director of Grief Programs at Kansas City Hospice in Palliative Care. If you want to reach out to Lisa and the awesome, awesome team at KC Hospice, here's the phone number. Be sure to write it down, 816-363-2600 or online at Hospice. Org. Lisa, thanks so much for being here today. Excellent information today. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. All right, I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so thanks again to Lisa Farmer. She is just a really incredible, very, very special person. Obviously, she's with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, as we mentioned. But if seriously, if you're grieving, if you know someone who is grieving and you want to help and you want to know, uh, you know maybe some uh, some ideas on on how you can approach that person or support that person, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, don't say, I know how you feel because you don't. It, it's 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 unique and it's different for every single person. 
Uh, you might even um, irritate them by saying that, right? And you don't mean to. You mean you mean well. Uh, but you know, I just I love I, I love some of her comments, and 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 I don't understand exactly what you're feeling, but I want you to know I'm here for you, and just listen and be quiet. And and that's that's worth its weight in gold. So I, I just I love some of her tips and ideas, and I I, I just know I'm I feeling it really in my heart. I know that helped just that little part that we talked about. I know that helped a lot of people. Again, if you if you'd like to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care for any any of their services and especially grief support, they have lots of services, lots of opportunities. Eight one six. Three six three two six zero zero, or online at kchospice.org. All right, before I jump into this this last uh, topic that I'd like to share with you today, just want to talk about the the vaccine. And you know, I know lots and lots of people who still they're not vaccinated, and 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 again, I don't want to make this political, but I think. I, I think uh, there are a lot of influences out there that, unfortunately, they have made this political. There's nothing political about it. This is about your health and well-being and about your safety. Uh, so so here is kind of the bottom line. If you want information about the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, don't turn on CNN or Fox News or any other news station to hear the latest commentary by one of these talking heads, you think that person is a doctor? Uh, no, they're not. Uh, and I don't care if they have a like a, a their house doctor on talking about whatever. It's coming from a news source that, unfortunately, all of them they're they're too political. So just check out of that. Check out of that. I'll tell you what I did. Here's what I did because I told you a long time ago I had some concerns and I'm not an anti-vaxxer kind of a person. I've had every vaccine that a human being could have under the sun. I'm good with them. I'm okay with it. And if you're not, if you don't like vaccines, I still love you. Okay, but but look, this here's the deal. Here's the deal. I was concerned about this being so new and lack of long-term study. That 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 was my concern. I mean, I when you're over fifty. And I am. Uh, you're, you know, they recommend getting the shingles vaccine. Well, there's one particular vaccine that is wildly effective. I darn sure don't have shingles. That's a reoccurrence in adults later in life from having chicken pox when you're a kid, right? Well, I, I had them. I think everybody, most everybody's had them. So at least in my age category. So, so, so I, I, I had some concerns. So I talked to a physician, a medical doctor who was number one in his class at a major university. And oh, by the way, by the way, in all of his spare time, being the top student medical director at his university, he went ahead and just got a PhD, hello, (laughs) in biomedical engineering with a focus on vaccines and their studies okay this guy has forgotten more about all this stuff than most anyone else on the entire earth knows about this stuff okay so i had a frank conversation with him and i said look and this is a while back okay i said look i'm kind of afraid of this and he goes i'm 
I'm, I'm afraid for you. I said, I know you are. I know you see all of the terrible stuff. I said, but I also know all of the risks and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and we just, we had a good conversation. I was pushing back a little bit, but I, I said, here, here's, here's my, I, I'm concerned about the lack of long-term studies. Uh, I'm concerned about this not even being approved. I'm concerned if something goes wrong, there's no recourse. Uh, there's no one to go back on uh, because, uh, you know, the government agreed to hold harmless all of these. So look, this is what people are worried about. All this stuff, right? That's why people are dragging their feet. And then some of it is kind of grounded in you know political bias of one one way or the other, and I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I, I think you need to you know just the facts, ma'am. Right? We we need the facts. So I talked to him about about it, and he said, "Well, you know, one concern is well, this vaccine it's in you forever, and it just floats around in your body, and." Uh, it, it never goes away, and we just don't know what that's what what that looked like, and you know, we don't know what it's going to do. Okay, well, I I, I didn't know about that, but, but he said that's like one of the big talking points is you know this stuff is in you forever, and it you know it permanently changes you, and just, just all this kind of stuff. Well, I found out that's not true, and, and I did not know that. I absolutely did not know that. Uh, he said he informed me, and I really appreciated the information that. Uh, and we were talking about. I'm not. I'm not doing the Johnson and Johnson or or the other one, the AstraZeneca. That's not even available around here. And not because I don't like the companies, but I, I've just I've heard too many negative things, and I, that one does kind of scare me. So I'm gonna. And and that's just my opinion, and I'm allowed to share that, right? So I don't need a call from Johnson and Johnson needing a retraction. It's just my opinion, and I can give that here. Freedom of speech, right? <laughs> right. But uh, but so so I, I'm more interested in the mRNA studies uh, that have been done in the mRNA types of vaccines through Pfizer and Moderna. And I'm particularly interested in Pfizer. So anyway, he said, do you realize that that vaccine is eliminated from your body in a day or so? And I'm like, you got to be kidding. I, I had no idea. He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. It goes in, it leaves instruction. Leave, that, that's what it is. That's an mRNA. It leaves instruction to look for this spike protein. And then if it sees it, then, then take care of it, dispose of it, like your immune system is supposed to do. He said, it's eliminated from your body in a day or so, and it's gone. And so I went to the New England Journal of Medicine. Not that I didn't believe him. I totally believed him, but I was just interested in learning more. And I looked at that. That's a non-biased uh, place, again, you know, for, for information. And it said the same thing. And I'm like, wow, that is, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that, that's awesome, right? So that helped me a little bit. And he said, Here, Steve, here's the big thing. He said, if this was a DNA-level vaccine, which you know, some of them have been in the past, uh, he, he said, he said, that's a, that's a totally different thing. He said, mRNA lacks the enzyme because it's not present in the virus. It lacks the enzyme to go backwards to your DNA level. And that could cause some problems. We wouldn't want that. It's not present here. So you've got these natural kind of roadblocks set up in the vaccines so that they won't harm you in the ways in uh, with all the questions that I had for him. So I just wanted to share that with you at the end of the program here to say that I talked to a spectacular 
resource and maybe I'll ask him to, in fact, you know what? I just talked myself into it. I will ask him to come on the show and I'm going to ask him questions and then he can share that information directly with you. That's my promise. I'm going to see if I can get him on the show. But but here's the bottom line. Trust the facts from a proven source. All right. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Joining me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.